0: Hey everyone, how's it going? Welcome to episode 39 of the Middle of the Road Podcast, and we've decided to split up this episode into two segments because 39A focused on some updates, whereas 39B focused on some new insights. So, without further ado, allow me to present to you episode 39A. Welcome to episode thirty nine of the Middle of the Road Podcast. And finally, after public outcry, Nian Polly lecturer has been fired. Your yeah. thoughts?
1: He's he hasn't officially been sacked, but the oh. the poly has released a statement that they're gonna fire him. Which is oh. kind of weird, right? Like why do you need to release a statement before you fire the guy? It's like your impending sacking. Go and prepare for it.
0: I think it's uh To deal with all the administrative issues, his severance package, yada, yada, yada.
1: Severance package? There shouldn't be a severance package, man.
0: You get (laughs) fired. You sure (laughs) get paid something extra.
1: But he broke the code of conduct. There should be instances where you don't get any sort of remuneration for getting fired.
0: Well, I don't know. I'm just guessing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But you know what's the thing is? Yeah. Like, only now, then it happens. What? Despite how long people have been complaining about issues like this in the past, only now he gets fired. Power of social media, man.
1: Yeah, so it's a good thing, right? Cancer culture? <laughs>
0: mm. sometimes, sometimes. I guess. Sometimes it works, sometimes it really doesn't work.
1: Okay. Yeah, sometimes it backfires like crazy, but in this particular instance, it was good. Fucking idiot.
0: Yeah. I hope that the powers of social media would also hold up against this British guy the one who got charged because he's not wearing a mask. Did you read about this guy?
1: Yep. It was so... Okay, uh, this guy is uh, fucking ridiculous. Some of the things that he said uh, after getting arrested is like fucking mind-blowing. So apparently he has been working in Singapore since 2017, this British guy, and he always goes out without a fucking mask. So when people tell him that he needs to wear a mask... His response is, normally I would just tell them that I'm exempt and he's never posed any issues before. What the fuck is up with that, man? <laughs> Does he still think that Singapore is a fucking British colony? <laughs> Maybe. It's so ridiculous. Then he still cannot come to terms with the fact that he's getting arrested and he's like, oh, I'm going to jail for something I don't even believe in. Like, fuck, bro. That's not how it works. It's like, oh, so I don't believe that murder is a crime. Then I can just go around chopping people. Fucking nonsense, eh?
0: Sure. Maybe you need to move to America and then get yourself uh aligned with or allied with one of the uh tribes that have special privileges. Maybe that might work for you. Even then murder is too difficult to get away, lah. But you know what? The funny thing about this guy, right, is that similar to that lady who is asking for what is it, her exemption for being <laughs> prosecuted for not wearing yeah, a mask. Lady. Yeah, both of them are just equally delusional, right? Technically speaking, uh, on the CV, uh, both of these people are actually quite smart. Eh?
1: Yes, which brings me to the question of, are they retarded? I, I, don't, want to, <laughs> I don't want to put mental health issues in a bad light, but you look at these people and you sort of wonder, do they actually have like mental health issues? I don't think
0: that they have mental health problems, but I suppose the truth is that these people think that they are above the law. And they're not at the level where they are above the law, if you know what I mean.
1: You know about the Batch Lady, there was something interesting that I read in the papers during the early part of this saga, which we have mm. done well to ignore. <laughs> uh, her dad actually came out to Wan Pao, I think, and said that she used to be a nice lady. Like, she used to be caring, very concerned about other people, and in general, just a good person. So? Then his claim was that after she went to China to do some business, she kind of skipped, And then she returned a changed woman. So? I don't know.
0: I'm of the very, very huge proponent that if there is something that you feel is amiss with you, go see a therapist. She doesn't think... No, she doesn't
1: think anything is wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, I feel that you don't have to be somebody who is suffering from a mental illness to see a therapist. Some people get it good because talking to people around them have that same effect. Some people simply don't have, you know, a sounding board in that sense. So. If you are some of these people that really don't have somebody, then at least you have people around you who are confidants, some people that you can trust. Maybe just the action of being able to talk to somebody really, really helps, but whatever it is, right, a like British man over here and this, what's her nickname? British lady. Ah, are uh, both probably getting charged for the same reason, right? You know what's going to really piss people off? The Singaporean woman gets a significantly heavier sentence than the British guy. Really? just saying like that's
1: really really gonna piss people off la i don't know man would you charge them like if you were a judge will you give them the same sentence because they are both flouting the law repeatedly it's not even like a one-time thing you know
0: i would not know what the exact laws they are being charged with but i would say if it were up to me right as the judge this fucking heaviest sentence <laughs> on the scale that i can give is just gonna be there lah. okay there is a scale uh, that they are recommended to levy upon people who have committed certain offences, right? I would just,
1: okay, let's max level, let's go. Okay, I think based on what the batch lady has said in court so far, I would fucking want to, like... Add one more charge. Yeah, like espionage against the country or something. Did you treat her a fucking attempt to blackmail the SAF? She literally said that I should be granted exam because... I have seen things in the SAF that it's not possible for me to have a fair hearing in any court in Singapore. Like, what the fuck is up with that? Is she blackmailing the SAF? But let's put it this way uh, if she
0: was really that important, uh, the SAF would have figured out a way how to delete this court case. Really, man? I mean, think about it. <laughs> just put yourself in any of those I movies don't... that we've watched before, right? Like James Bond, <laughs> for example. You think they're going to put it in front of the
1: trials for murder, man? It's never even gonna get there, you know what I mean? I think they will take her out before it comes to this. Like they will just get rid of her. Yeah, so it will never even get to a point where it's public. But it's so freaking audacious. I think after this, right, after she gets after she finishes this fucking trial, like SCF should court martial her as a civilian or something, or bring her rank in and court-martial her again for doing this kind of shit, man.
0: I don't know if it's possible, but who knows? I have
1: I've not really read the legal Fuck it, lah. They should just come up with something new to charge these kind of people.
0: Or internal security act. Or?
1: Oh, yeah. Holy shit, you can put her away for a long time. You know yeah. the one thing that bugs me the most about these kind of people is that at the end of the day, right, it's all just about wearing a fucking mask. Yeah. I cannot understand why you want to choose this heel to die on. This is so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it worth it going through so much trouble just to put on a fucking mask? Okay, okay. But let's segue from this, right? Was it worth it for
0: Party Liani the maid who is recently suing the AGs, do you think that that case is worth it?
1: Is it considered suing?
0: She is making a case against the public prosecution, right?
1: Okay, so maybe we should do a very quick recap on what the case was.
0: So Diani is a domestic helper who was allegedly stealing from the employer before she went back to Indonesia.
1: Yuban I can still remember his name. Yeah, okay.
0: Yes, when it turns out that actually they fired her because they were making her work at multiple places which is illegal under MOM's uh, jurisdictions Mm. they fired her because she was unhappy that she wasn't getting compensated for cleaning multiple places and to try to put her away for good
1: she was gonna battle them right
0: they made up case that that she was stealing from them
1: so that case ended with a full acquittal for her right because initially she was she was actually found guilty
0: Yes, which is how that (laughs) happened, I also cannot figure it out. But yes, she was found guilty at the High Court, and then it was overturned at the uh, Supreme Court.
1: Yeah, you know, this case, this singular case alone has made me lose a lot of faith in the justice system in Singapore.
0: Oh, then the update will also make you lose (laughs) your faith in it even further.
1: Okay, so what actually happened when she tried to sue the DPP?
0: So basically, what she is doing, right? She's seeking $10,000 compensation against the AGC because of misconducts or what we will consider frivolous and vexing, uh, trial uh, that was conducted by the public prosecutor. Frivolous as in they. Anyhow. (laughs) <laughs> <Anyhow>. <laughs> and yeah, vexatious anyhow, eh,
1: vexatious means what They try, they try to like,
0: like For no reason Intimidate her Putting up a case Just to Irritate anger Or to uh, Frustrate you
1: Okay Okay So she tried to sue them And she Failed
0: Yes Let's sing that in first huh? And by the way You know why I want to Why I feel like It's important to talk about this Because It's very interesting That it's also the same judge That Acquitted her that also threw
1: the compensation case out. Oh, wait, what? It's the appeal judge who... Yes, it's the same chief justice. But this guy is the one who also said that the prosecutors were not doing their job properly, right? Yeah! What the fuck is going on? (laughs) (laughs) This has all kinds of fishiness surrounding it, man. Like, what? Yeah, seriously, what's going on, man?
0: There are two issues that we are talking about in terms of this whole thing. One was that the public prosecutors brought the case to court, and then tried to prove that Liani was guilty of theft through the evidence and through the presentation of the evidence, mm, la, Correct. Yep. We speak about this concept called proof beyond reasonable doubt. The idea of proof beyond reasonable doubt, right, is that because in law, you needed to prove not just the action, you also need to prove that there was an intention. Okay. So the thing is, it's called beyond reasonable doubt, right? Is because If somebody takes this action, it definitely means that you have this intention, but it cannot be 100% accurate because nobody can read your mind. Agree? Yep. So for an example, if somebody takes your wallet, walks out, and then leaves, and then he doesn't know you, you don't know him, and then he just keeps walking, the action of him taking your wallet is the theft. But they need to prove that he had the intention to steal, which is the case in Liani. Everything was in her possession to be shipped back to Indonesia and then they needed to prove that she had the intention to steal all these items from her employers. So the the prosecution was there to prove beyond reasonable doubt that she had the intention to steal these things and the action is already there. You get what I mean? Yep. The defense's job on the other hand is to just raise doubt. The best example that I can give you right, is if you are on trial for murder of this person at this place at this time but then at this particular moment you are somewhere across the country. Murder happened at Bunle, you were at mm. Tampanese, and then somebody can prove that you were at Tampanese. Then obviously, it cannot work. How is it possible for you to be from Tampanese and then killing the person even though you may have the intention to do so? So, raising doubt, huh? you get what I'm saying? Mm. The defense did a lot of that because the evidence was very, very suspicious. Yep, I remember. So when Parti was suing the AGC, it is not for this that she got acquitted. It is for the fact that despite how the evidence looks, uh, the prosecutors decided to still sue her. Okay. So a couple of things that we unpacked from the previous case, right, was one, the chief witnesses in this case was this Kow Liu, right, was dodgy as fuck, la to begin with.
1: 100%. They
0: They relied on that witness statement very heavily. Second was a lot of things in terms of evidence collected was just bogus, like the DVD player actually wasn't working and then they didn't tell the defense about it and it's only until the defense decided to let's see if this thing really works and then prove that the DVD player actually doesn't work and then to the loose, it was trash mm. thereby showing that the prosecution had no intention to tell the defense that this was the state of the DVD player because it's all supposed to be evidence everybody is supposed to know what they're dealing with.
1: So basically the way that they conducted themselves throughout the trial was dodgy as fuck. But
0: correct. And I have to go through these examples because this is what, to me, as a layman, is the meaning of frivolous. But The next situation was, apart from the DVD player, the statements that were collected at the police station, she didn't understand half of the things that the police officers were saying. Okay. Because Bahasa Indonesia and Bahasa Melayu is different. So, despite all the inconsistencies the deputy public prosecutors still decided to press ahead with the charges. eh? Which, at any point in time, uh, it could have been something where they sit back and say, are we really sure that this is happening? Are we really sure this is correct? Mm. Their pressure would have probably been from the fact that it was Liu Ban Leong.
1: Who apparently is some big fuck in Singapore.
0: Correct. (laughs) And that we are dealing with a mate who doesn't have too much of a voice. You see, if not checked, right? she would have been in jail for, like, years, you know.
1: Mm.
0: Fast forward to today's situation, right, and that's the reason why I'm pectic about it. Like, with all those situations, having all this evidence collected, the DPP still ultimately pressed ahead with the case. And the reason why the modern-day judge of this particular uh, compensation case threw the case out, right, is because he felt that it was correct for the DPP to press ahead, despite all these things, and that we should never use hindsight as in, like, looking back on it, yeah, Kyle Liu is a dodgy witness. Uh, looking back on it, yeah, the DVD player was wrong. He says, looking back on these things, it's not fair that the DPP is getting punished at that point in time for something that they will not know until the future. But the question here should be, didn't they know at that point in time that all these things were there? All these discrepancies were there? Wouldn't you, as any rationale human being, also know that these things were there?
1: There's two things that I would think happen. One is they deliberately knew all this and still went ahead with it but is there any chance that they were in a way deceived by the client at all how maybe they just did sloppy work and the guy just said the dvd wasn't working and he didn't bother
0: isn't this a very definition of anyhow probably remember one of the watches uh, that was point of contention right was Mm -hmm. a watch that was allegedly like what nine thousand ten thousand dollars correct yeah i think so turned out to be some free watch from shell Ken. yeah <laughs> this itself uh, collection of evidence uh, is really a hell of a question about you can lock that yes this person stole this watch but if you are telling me that this watch is ten thousand dollars when the fact is that this watch is only f- a few hundred bucks maybe fifty dollars or even free mm. means to say right that the public prosecutors uh, or people who were collecting the evidence are uh, never even bothered to verify valuation of the watch eh? which becomes a hell of a difference you know if let's say that today i'm suing you for $10 million because you destroyed my property, which happens to be a one room HDB flat located in Tanjong Baga. Possible?
1: Plausible, yep.
0: Yeah, right. But you mean that nobody at any point in time decided to take a step back and look at the valuation of this actual property? Compensate me for in this situation for $50,000 to do renovation. Might already be a lot, you know. Mm. Correct? Now now you're talking about compensating me $10 million because my property is damaged. Yes, property, but nobody do valuation.
1: How is it fair? So basically, you're saying that it's still dodgy as fuck. Then why would the judge acquit them? Does this show that our prosecutors are untouchable?
0: My speculation, I think that they really, really don't want to set a precedent this way.
1: Because it will shake the faith of everybody in the justice system. But th- by doing this, they are doing the exact same thing, right?
0: My guess is that allowing for something like this to happen may really hamper prosecutors from doing their work. Because the truth is, on the other side of things, is that at times, evidence can be a bit dodgy. You know what I mean? As in, it's not clear collecting. It's not uh things that are extremely vivid from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, it may take cross-examination of a witness for you to actually tie the two pieces of evidence and circumstance together. So the thing to me that I'm looking at over here, right, is degree. If let's say that you were at this particular scene and then they found this evidence against you, they need to get you to kind of admit to that situation, then the charge will hold. If the charge doesn't hold in that situation, then like I say, they cannot prove beyond reasonable doubt. They have to bring it down or they have to acquit you from the crime. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, in these kind of situations, evidence might not be the most clear cut. Because if it's the most clear cut, your only choice is you want to plead guilty or not guilty.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So, that's in those kind of circumstances, right? I can understand that the prosecutors are not working with the full clarity of everything that is going on. But I am not any learned professional over here, huh? but I feel that in this case, this is the very, very definition of it being frivolous, what? you're Really sloppy or anyhow work.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get what you're trying to say also. like, They don't want to set a precedent that now every single bit of evidence any subsequent prosecutor brings up will be challenged to no right. end. But at the same time, I feel like it's too blatant already, eh? Yes, that's the point. You want to make any sort of exception and you're thinking about, oh, the future of the justice system in Singapore. But this is too clear-cut already. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I
0: don't know. I'm. I'm not for the fact that the two lawyers who were acting on behalf of the public prosecution be fired. I'm not in that line. But I am definitely on the opinion, right, that somebody should be given some kind of warning.
1: Yeah, definitely. At the very least.
0: And then this would probably be a case where it's used as some kind of reference. Ah. Going forward, my guess is that in law of evidence, which is a topic, by the way, law of evidence would. Have this case now become a real case study where people need to study these kind of things?
1: From my understanding, uh, aside from Patiliani's application for compensation, which is what this lawsuit is about, there's also a misconduct hearing that is happening... Mm. Is that where we can potentially see some sort of action taken against these prosecutors? I
0: don't think so, because if this case has been struck out, mm. there was no misconduct in that situation. I think that in this case, it was easier to prove that they were reckless or frivolous in their acts rather than they had misconduct. Because misconduct means what? You did something stupid in court. But well, they
1: did stupid things.
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But that's
1: that's not the kind of misconduct that you and I will be talking about. But
0: this is tragic, lah.
1: Yeah, my faith is shaken. My faith is shaken in the Singapore justice system. Oh. The
0: implication over here, right, is that if there is a case further, because ten thousand dollars really doesn't cover her expenses, you know, because she she had this case for three years or four years, if I'm not mistaken, and if she was also suing um the Liu family for compensation or loss of time and life and Mm -hmm. all that, right? That case will also be on shaky grounds purely because she lost this one. If she had won this frivolous lawsuit situation, the other case would have been a walk in the park. Now the other one is in jeopardy
1: because of this decision. Oh, she's suing the Liu family also?
0: If, if. I'm saying if. I don't know the full situation.
1: Okay. Hmm.
0: Yep. Tragedy.
1: Yeah, that sucks. Now I'm not as certain that if I ever get into trouble with the law, that I'll get a fair trial. Fuck.
0: So, folks, don't get into the trouble with the law. You cannot win one. You are not important (laughs) enough to win.
1: Okay? I'll become someone super important, yeah? That probably helps.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's an easier chance. Okay, and with that, let's move on to the last topic for the day.